This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello everyone and thanks for joining us for another episode of the SEO Mindset Podcast with your host Hasbin, which is me. This week I'm talking to Laura James and it's a her very personal story about her journey with anxiety. Now Laura is an SEO, senior SEO consultant at Flow SEO and also a huge advocate for mental health and she's very very passionate about building that into the culture of the business. Before we get into the episode a little reminder of how you can support the podcast if you're enjoying it. Um, Here are a couple of ways that you can do it. So firstly there is a buy me a coffee page The link is in the show notes. So if you're enjoying the episode and want to donate, then you can put a one-off donation of £5 in there. Another way you can help us is by spreading the word. Tell anyone and everyone who you think would be interested or gain value from this podcast. Um, Send them a link to um, one of the episodes that you may have particularly enjoyed They don't have to be from the SEO community because we talk about things that will help optimize careers and lives. So feel free to share the message far and wide. So Laura, welcome. How are you? Hi. Yeah, great. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm doing good. Uh, The sun's shining. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm great. I'm really good. I'm really good. We've been talking a while about recording this podcast, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think, um, you know, it, it's kind of come at quite an important time as well. So, yeah, hopefully it'll be useful to somebody out there. And we're still in Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, when we're recording this, um, so it's forefront of our minds still. So tell me, it's such an emotional topic. You're going to talk about your journey with anxiety. Why is it important for you to talk about this? So I think from going through the journey that I have with anxiety, I've kind of come to realise that humanising ourselves and other people is so important, not kind of putting people on a pedestal, not kind of um, you know, going through life thinking that people are better than you or that you're not worthy or or whatever. So I think, you know, 
being able to do that and allowing people to maybe see themselves in me or through my situation um to relate to some of the things that I've gone through and to um my experience of anxiety hopefully that can be really useful um and I want people who are going through a similar situation to know that it can get better and they're not alone and to keep trying and you know they're definitely not the only person in the world let alone you know SEO (laughs) to be experiencing things like this so so yeah I think it's it's important that people see themselves reflected in others um, because like I say it humanizes everyone and it makes you realize that everyone's got their own baggage everyone's got stuff going on in the background we're not all perfect we're not robots um so yeah, hopefully if, if this helps just one person, then I think it'll be worth it. Well, that's you know, really brave. And it is an issue in the SEO industry and wider as well, of course. But you know, you hear lots of people mm. talking about it. And uh, I'm pretty sure we had another episode about anxiety on this podcast as well, which is a slightly different angle. Mm. And what I'll do is I'll put the link to that episode in the show notes as well. So if anybody feels that this is a topic they want to listen um, a bit more on then there'll be another episode there yeah for you can you tell me a little bit about your history with anxiety is it you know have you always been anxious or something that develops yeah yeah I'd say I probably have always been anxious I think when I was a little kid I was quite um like most toddlers are, quite, very confident, how my toddler is right now, you know, she knows her own mind, very confident, happy to say no to people. Then I think as you get older, you know, you go through experiences in your life, you go through school, um, that kind of does get chipped away at, not for everyone, but for a lot of people, especially people who are perhaps more introverted. Um, I think that does happen for a lot of people. Um, there were times when I was kind of, picked on or you know I was made to feel like a bit of an outcast and I guess that all it all builds up doesn't it it all amounts to your um self-esteem how you perceive yourself Mm -hmm. how you perceive yourself in comparison to others so I think without realizing it um the type of anxiety that I developed was um uh, social anxiety so it's very much centered around um my how I thought people perceived me and how I wanted to be perceived by others. Um, So, yeah, I think I started to kind of realise that it was becoming a bit of a problem as I entered the workforce and kind of made my way into SEO. And I kind of thought, you know, this is a career that I want to stay in. This is something that I enjoy. Um, This is somewhere I want to develop, be promoted, get pay rises, etc. And then I think that's where it started to really kind of become an issue. I think before I just sort of lived with it and I just accepted that this was who I am and this is a part of how I'll always be. Um, And, you know, maybe a couple of years into my SEO career, I think I started sort of um, turning down opportunities for speaking, uh, opportunities for for writing, for publications, opportunities for kind of speaking within uh, the agency that I was at at the time you know so I didn't want to address a room full of my own peers even though I worked with them and spoke to them every day it's something that I would just be like 
no, I can't do that. That's not for me. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of how it sort of developed. Um, and yeah, like I say, it did start affecting me professionally and that's kind of where I kind of had to confront it head on almost. That's really interesting because I guess what you said, you'd got used to it, it'd become part of who you were, Mm. but suddenly when you wanted something more from your career, Mm. it was having to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I think maybe that happens for a lot of people as well. They don't necessarily realise how things are impacting them or maybe if it's just the, the personal life side of things, they think, oh, you know, I can deal with that, it's fine, you know, my friends understand or my family know the way I am and they accept it and they might make allowances for me in, in whatever way to make me feel included or make me feel more comfortable. Um, but the working world just isn't like that, you know, not everybody has anxiety, not everybody understands anxiety. Um, I, I feel like a lot of the way that agencies in particular are kind of geared up is towards a more extroverted personality. Um, there's definitely, you know, even today, quite an emphasis on um, uh, a, a socialization culture, but that often includes like drinking, going out, you know, which is fine, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, but there's kind of nothing that sort of caters to people who aren't necessarily that way inclined um, or may not always feel like that's what they want to do in a social setting. Um, so yeah, I think it's um, it's it's very much sort of the the way that uh, officers, agencies, work professionals, and and being part of a working um, society is kind of geared up towards you know you have to put on a brave face, you have to turn up, you have to engage. Um, There's the whole thing about uh, presenteeism as well, you know, being there, being visible. Um, which I think is part of the reason why I've embraced remote working so much as well. You know, I've got my own space. I decide who comes in this space. I decide who I speak to. You know, I can wear my pyjama bottoms all day if I want to. You know, it's it's kind of like sitting me in my comfort zone. But if, if I want to at this stage in my life, I can go out of that comfort zone. I can go and speak. I can go and write for publications mm. and things like that. So that's kind of the difference of how I was before to how I am now I think. So you've spoken a bit about how it impacted your family life and there's more consideration and how it impacted your career. What what other impacts were because sometimes anxiety manifests physically in people doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah definitely so um as I mentioned initially, it was sort of like um, an avoidance thing. So I just wouldn't put myself in certain situations. But there was um, a time where I was working at my first agency and I was just having a casual chat with my manager. Um, and suddenly I started to feel really sick. And I felt like, you know, when you get that feeling where you're about to be sick, you're about to throw up. And I felt that and then suddenly it went away. And I was kind of like, panicked all of a sudden Mm. and I remember just looking at her and thinking oh my god what does she think about me (laughs) you know I've just almost thrown up in front of her at work for no reason you know Mm. I wasn't I I wasn't ill I don't think I wasn't you know hung over obviously um 
and that was the trigger that resulted in me um having a more severe form of of anxiety that I've kind of always had um so from that point I would get essentially the symptoms of IBS I would uh, frequently feel nauseous have to run to the bathroom um stomach pain stomach cramps um I would get kind of tingling sensations all over my body like as if the blood was kind of draining from my head you know when you're about to faint mm-hmm. it's almost that feeling of everything is going because I think it was panic it was part panic as mm-hmm. well and that would be brought on just by sitting in a meeting so I, I remember one time um I was in a meeting with my team I think it was uh, my direct manager um, and two others, all of whom were absolutely lovely. I, I classed them as my friends, and I still do. Um, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't hear what they were saying to me. I was that anxious. The blood in my ears, I could hear it pumping, and my hands were shaking. And all I could think was, I've got to get out of this room. I can't sit in this room. And it was almost coming round to my t- my turn to kind of. Um, chip into the conversation and I just kind of went right does anyone need a drink and I just got up really quickly and just like anyone anyone need a drink I'll be right back I'll be right back and I just left the building Mm. and I was out there and I was I was pale I was like hyperventilating um I think eventually after about 15 minutes or so my manager came and, and looked for me and um I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm really sorry. And she was so nice about it. And and that's the thing, you know, you always think almost the worst of, of other people when you think that they think the worst of mm. you, you think that they think, oh, she's, she's stupid. She's weak. She's pathetic. But actually nine times out of 10 people will just want to help mm. and they'll just want to make sure that you're okay. Um, and that was kind of the most powerful thing for me um you know when I went through uh, CBT which was what eventually got me through um the really severe episode that I had um I can talk a bit more about you know the in-depth of that but the main part of it was that it made me realize how um helpful people are mm. and how much people actually care about yeah. you and not to assume the worst in other people not to assume that everyone's going to laugh if you fall over or that you know if you if you do throw up in someone that everyone's going to be like oh that's disgusting mm-hmm. get away from Laura you know she's so stupid I don't want to work with mm-hmm. her I don't trust her to have a promotion or anything like that it's it's all catastrophizing in your mm-hmm. head you know what is the worst case scenario that could happen to me right now and that was happening to me in in meetings speaking to colleagues I couldn't have a one-on-one meeting with my manager it just wasn't physically possible for mm. me to do that um so yeah that's kind of the the main sort of physical um physical aspects yeah. of, of how my anxiety showed up at its worst points and all of that chatter just goes to compound the problem doesn't it it doesn't help in any shape or form and you're right that um the the words that we say are very reminiscent of plague around speech that we may have Mm. you know faced during our childhood and then we think Mm -hmm. that our manager is going to be the same or colleagues are going to be the same and it's just not true anymore you know by and large Mm. people are good people are kind people want to do the best they can for you 
But um, unless you display that vulnerability, they don't know what's going on. Mm, Exactly, yeah. So would you say that that was your lowest point? What was it that then took you from just living with it to seeking professional help? Um, I would say professionally that was my lowest point and that was probably the point at which I was I was thinking to myself I can't do my job anymore Mm. you know I I can't go into work and expect them to let me off going to meetings or let me off having one-to-ones with my manager because that's part of my role and I was never I always said to my manager at the time you know I, I never want you to make allowances for me I want to do the job that you hired me for that you're paying me mm-hmm. for um I don't want to go off sick I don't want to be you know pandered to or anything like that um so yeah I thought to myself you know I've, I've got to get to the doctors that was my first thought I'm going to go to my GP I'm going to see if I can just get some medication just for the short term just to try and calm me down just so I can physically do my job um and I did that and unfortunately my experience with that wasn't great um the GP essentially laughed in my face was very condescending and said pills aren't the answer and I was like I know that I am well aware of that I don't want to be on medication Mm -hmm. but I can't physically do my job and I almost broke down in front of him and I was like, please just give me something to let me go into work and function like a normal human being. Um, and it took for that for him to actually prescribe me with something. I can't remember what it was. Um, but it was that interaction that got me thinking, OK, you know, he is kind of right. I don't want to be on medication, especially not in the long term. Um, I want to do something that's going to be long-lasting that's going to try and fix the root of the problem the underlying issue of my social anxiety not just you know IBS medication or anxiety medication which is what I was taking at the time um that kind of tried to help with the physical symptoms but not the reasons why I was getting those physical symptoms um and you know it was it was impacting my personal life as well. I, I lost over a stone in weight because I didn't want to eat too much because I thought I would throw up. Um, I couldn't go on long car journeys because I thought, oh, I'm going to need the toilet. There's no toilets around. Mm-hmm. There's me panicking. Um, so yeah, it, it did get to quite a bad point, and the the CBT that I went through was an absolute game changer. Um, it really was. It, it was through the NHS. Um, I think I went through eight sessions and the crux of it was kind of breaking the mental cycle that I developed between my physical sensations, the catastrophizing of, oh my God, what are people going to think of me? And how that would then loop back round to giving me more physical sensations. Um And it was kind of, it was really interesting because it made me realise the things that I was doing that that brought on those feelings in the first place. So there's this thing called scanning. So where you would be constantly hyper aware of every physical sensation, you know, maybe you feel, I don't know, a bit bloated or something like that. You've just eaten and you think, oh, is that me about to be sick? Is that me feeling ill? You know, is that IBS? What is that? Um... So that was all part of breaking that cycle. And and the way of doing that was 
um, one of the main methods that she used was she told me um, a story about another patient that she had who had a similar fear to me of, you know, um, I think hers was falling over in public and making a fool of herself or, you know, fainting in public and everyone would laugh at her. And um, the therapist actually went to the supermarket with this woman and pretended to fall over just to see what would happen and just to show her what would happen. And everyone that was around her came up to her, oh, how are you? Are you okay? Can I help you? Is everything all right? You know, couldn't have been nicer. And it made the woman think, God, that's that's shown me, you know, how I'm putting all of my negativity and all of my bias on other people when actually mostly people will be very kind and very understanding and want to help and want to support. And so she gave me a task, my therapist, she said, why don't you create a survey and put it out to um, everyone that you know on Facebook? And it can be simpler saying, if someone you knew was presenting in a meeting and um, had to run out because they felt sick or fell to the ground because they had fainted, what would you do? And get their honest opinions. Don't say that it's you, say that it's you're sharing it for a friend. And that's what I did. And um, I had quite a few responses and they were all overwhelmingly positive and caring. And it, it, yeah, it, it flicked a switch in my brain. That's the best way of describing it. You know, um, it really stopped me thinking the worst and stopped me assuming that everybody is the same and that no one would understand and that no one would care and no one would help. Um, and I wouldn't say it was an, an overnight thing because it definitely wasn't. But from that point, I felt so much better. It was like a weight had dropped off my shoulders. Like I could almost not fully be myself because I'm, I'm still a bit of an anxious person. You know, I still, like I was saying to you, I'm anxious about this podcast, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, so it's, 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 it's not gone away, but it's not as bad as it was even before, you know, my lowest, yeah. lowest point. Um, and now I feel like I'm able to do so much more and it's so freeing. Yeah. And like I said at the start, you know, if if this, if me saying this convinces one person to go get help, to do CBT or whatever it is that helps them, that works for them, then it's 100% worth it. That's, um, that's quite a story. And you've covered so much, um, you know, going through the symptoms and how, how you got to your lowest and what you did. So thank you for being, um, you know, for sharing, for being vulnerable and for having that underlying intention of, of helping even one person. Um, we're going to take a short break, give you a chance to, um, both of us just to, to just to resettle. And then when we come back, it'd be really good to hear about how life is now since you've learnt how to manage the anxiety. Working on international websites and campaigns can be exciting and rewarding, but it can be challenging, frustrating, and sometimes even a little bit lonely. The International Search Summit is dedicated to all things international search and will bring together digital marketeers from over 30 countries to learn, share, and connect in beautiful Barcelona. The three track 
30 Speaker Agenda covers a whole host of topics across international SEO, content and paid search and is the perfect event for anyone working for global brands or clients. It's happening on the 16th of November 2023 and listeners of this podcast can save 10% on tickets with the code SEO Mindset. That code again is SEO Mindset. All you need to do is head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash search summit to find out more and book your place. Don't worry, I'll pop a link in the show notes and I'll also put the code in there too. Hi, Sarah here from the SEO Mindset. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy the podcast and what me and Tasman are doing, you can support by donating as little as £5 to us via our Buy Me A Coffee page. Just head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash donate. There will be a link to that page in this episode's show notes. And also, we'd love it if you shared our podcast with others. The more listeners we get, we can continue to find awesome guests to join us for episodes and talk about important topics. So the next time you are listening to an episode and think someone would enjoy, tell them. Open up the episode in your app, find the share button, and you will be able to copy the link to the episode and send it to them via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Slack. There's so many ways that you can help us spread the word. Hey, welcome back, everyone. Um, having a really con- interesting conversation with Laura about um, anxiety and how she found a path to learn how to manage it with with CBT. So, Laura, CBT is from what you were saying; it's quite a long term process, not a quick fix. What could mm-hmm. somebody do if they suddenly start panicking? Maybe they've not experienced it before, or Maybe they're still going through, you know, finding a professional. What advice would you give them? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's quite a lot of techniques that I used to use, um, say, if I had a, a long journey or something that I would have to go on. Um, I used to um, do a lot of grounding work, which is kind of um, almost like meditation, but you're kind of trying to take in different aspects of the world around you so what can you smell what can you see what can you hear what can you touch just to kind of bring your mind out of your head Mm. if that makes sense and kind of into the present and where you actually are um breathing techniques were really important for me as well um I I find that that helps a lot with palpitations and kind of feeling breathless and um just kind of slowing any racing thoughts down just kind of taking some deep breaths there's lots of different techniques that you can try um some might work for you some might not um so definitely give them a google and try a few different ways of doing things but i think i would breathe in for um say three seconds and then out for six or something like that and just the process of focusing on that would kind of almost talk me down a little Mm -hmm. bit and helped me feel a lot more rational in in how I was thinking um and speaking of kind of talking myself down something that I do even now is is just that just kind of go 
hey Laura you're being a bit silly now (laughs) just stop it um (laughs) you know if I start feeling that kind of initial pang of anxiety or you know that that feeling in my stomach or the tingling sensation I'd kind of think you know what I'm okay I know where I am and if anything happens I can cope with it so it's fine and I think that um so often we underestimate how well we can actually cope with things and that's that's another kind of key thing that I realized through um my CBT was that I can cope and I have coped you know countless times before um it's just the thought that you can't cope oh what am I going to do how am I going to cope if this happens you know you're it really is catastrophizing. Yeah. I, I keep saying that because that's the term that my therapist used. Um, and it is, you know, worst case scenario, how am I going to cope with this? Oh, I can't. I can't cope mm. with that. You know, nobody's going to understand. Um, I'm going to freak out. I'm going to do this. You know, whatever whatever the situation is personal to you, whatever that worst case scenario is, CBT really helped me understand that I can actually cope with it and that the underestimating of myself was part of that anxiety Mm -hmm. and part of like the self-esteem side of things as well I think and not kind of seeing myself as others see me but how I perceived myself which was weaker than I was um so yeah now I know that you know if something happens I can deal with it and it might not be great it might be a bit embarrassing you know, whatever the situation is, but I can cope with it. And I I think of that in conjunction with that people are genuinely mostly mm. nice <laughs> and they will help me cope with it as well if I'm struggling. Yeah. So yeah, that they're kind of my main um, things to kind of bear in mind if you're having a bit of an episode. That's quite a journey you've been on um, and lots of really great advice there. So thank you for that. What's life like now? So now that you've learned how to manage it, what can you do now personally, professionally that you would have struggled before? I would say it was definitely life-changing and that's not an understatement. Um, It's allowed me to do things that previously I didn't think I'd be able to do or I was really nervous about. Two personal things was I got married and before, (laughs) before I had this, um, I thought, oh my God, you know, I don't want to walk down an altar. I don't want people looking at me. They're going to think I look stupid in a dress, you know? Um, and my wedding day was the best because I didn't worry at all about what anyone thought of me. I was completely myself And it was the way that I wanted it to be, not how I thought other people might want it to be. And then secondly, again, just a a personal thing was having my daughter as well. Mm. Now, as you can probably imagine, I've always had a bit of a thing about being sick and, you know, morning sickness didn't sound that appealing to me. So (laughs) when I did get pregnant, I was able to go through all of that fun stuff. Mm. Um, go through you know uh, medical checkups and things like that even the whole birth process I was so much calmer because in the back of my mind again I was like I can cope with this I can deal with this there are people around me who can help me 
and I'm looking forward to it. And I I did actually look forward to yeah. it. You know, that's the weird thing. I wasn't scared. And that the, the, the therapy just took away so much fear that I'd had in my life for so long. And it was so freeing. And even though it's not completely gone and maybe I will always be a bit of an anxious person, you know, maybe I will always kind of care what people think of me and not want to upset people and stuff like that maybe that is just who I am now but um it's it's been so freeing and and on the professional side of things you know I've um I've written quite a lot for different publications I got an article published in search engine land today um I'm speaking to Mm. you on this podcast which I wouldn't have been able to do previously Mm. I just wouldn't I wouldn't have even put myself forward for it um and I've got to a place in my career where I can see that I'm making progress. I can see that I'm getting better. I can see that, you know, things are really positive and I feel like I can go somewhere and, and I, I'm in control of where I go from here and what I do and my progression. And it's it's such a good feeling, honestly. And I just think about all those years that I was kind of... Um, trapped almost in this state of not pushing myself too hard not going out of my comfort zone um worrying about what people thought of me too much you know and and maybe the opportunities that I missed during those times but now I'm hopefully making up Mm -hmm. for it it's interesting that you you um, took the path of seeking help because you wanted to progress your career but it actually paid dividends Mm. in your personal life as well and gave you Mm. some life-changing moments like the marriage and having your daughter, Mm. which you may not have had it quite in that, um, you know, such a wonderful experience on both of those. Yeah. So, no, amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So what advice would you give to anybody listening who may be going through something similar? I would say the most important thing is to not just live with it and accept that it's a part of who you are. Um, There's always things that you can do to make things feel a little bit better in the short term, but I think really addressing the underlying reasons behind why you think a certain way and and really breaking those patterns is, is going to be the most powerful thing and is what's really going to kind of give you that freedom to achieve what you want to achieve and go for what you want to go for and not everyone's the same not everyone wants to do public speaking that's absolutely fine you know not everyone experiences anxiety in a similar way to what I did but I think if you feel whether it's in your professional life or your private life if you feel like something's holding you back then don't just accept it you know, because every year that goes by could be another year that you're missing opportunities, maybe you're missing out on friendships, you know, whatever it is. Um, So definitely seek that help. And I I absolutely recommend CBT. It's not for everyone. I understand that. Um, But it it was absolutely pivotal for me and and breaking my own cycle. So if you're able to access that service, then I would definitely recommend it. And, you know, um, an additional note anybody listening to this who wants to take that first step then although um maybe your first experience your initial part of your first experience with a gp wasn't what you were looking for 
it then took you down a path that was really helpful. So first point of call, contact your GP. I think the NHS has lots of talking therapies online if you search for that, that you can access that as well. So there's a raft of services, um, but, you know, start with your GP because then at least with the NHS and it's all joined up, whatever it is that you, whichever path you go down. So time to wrap up today's episode. What's the key thing that you want to take people to take away? And you've given quite a lot of key, key bits of advice. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess, I guess the message is it can get better. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it really can. Don't don't put up with how things are just because it's easy and you don't want to bother anyone with your problems. You know, there are people who are quite happy to listen to your problems and, you know, often get paid to do so. So take advantage of that. You know, there's there are avenues of help. Um there's always ways to make things better. And and also to know that there are others out there as well who are very similar in similar situations or have similar feelings um, similar fears even and again you know I bring it back to the kind of humanizing point you know don't assume that everybody's a nasty robot who's going to say horrible things to you you know people are nine times out of ten very very nice so just bear that in mind absolutely now we've got some standard questions that we ask all of our guests question number one best career advice you've been ever received um yeah I had a little think about this um I haven't really had any kind of mentoring or coaching but I'd say the best advice that I've had when I started out my career in SEO would be to sort of try everything don't be afraid of failing don't be afraid of um working on a different CMS CMSs, different website types, different client types, different verticals, that sort of thing. I think you definitely grow better and faster by opening yourself up to as many experiences as possible. Um, So, yeah, if you are working agency side, don't kind of pigeonhole yourself into one type of thing. That's good advice. And, you know, again, don't be scared of failure because the only way you're going to progress Mm. is if you take action. So that's really good advice. Exactly. Um, within the SEO community we have some great people doing some great work is there anyone in particular that you'd like to shout out about Um, I definitely want to give a shout out to my team at Flow SEO Um, I joined in January of this year and they've been absolutely amazing they've given me so many opportunities they've given me the time and the space to grow into this personal branding thing to do podcasts and stuff like that so I'm really appreciative of that um and I also just want to give a shout out to all of my managers and team leaders over the years who've had to put up with me and (laughs) who've been just amazingly kind and understanding and considerate and you know really helped me on this journey of of healing from from anxiety so I really appreciate That's that brilliant. thank you and if anybody wanted to um, reach out to you for any podcast opportunities or anything else where can they what's the best place that they can do that and um, so I'm mostly on LinkedIn um, I used to do Twitter but it's gone 
a bit weird yeah. now so I kind of stay away from that but yeah definitely on LinkedIn yeah, okay fair enough. so Laura James and we'll put the link in the show notes um yeah great, thank you wonderful well it's you know we've had a great time chatting it's time to wind up um so just a quick reminder to all of our listeners on the ways that you can support us there is the um ability to buy us a coffee and the link is in the show notes and also spread the word definitely you know this episode spread it to people you don't know who it might help um because everyone will be showing their best face and you don't know what's going on underneath the surface so thank you again so much laura for for being on the podcast today <laughs>